In the sports talk radio justice world, mediocre quarterback play and porous tackling are considered especially heinous. On the Lance J Show, the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad at Paragon 7 Studios. These are their stories. I've been on this kick of, of and kind of doing these reviews on artists that influenced me. Mm-hmm. Um, and artists that influenced the game. And so I was talking about, last week I was talking about DOS effects. How everybody bit off DOS effects. Huh. And when DOS effects came in, nobody had ever seen anything like them. They really were the, the epitome of underground rappers. Mm-hmm. Uh, their first album was straight up suicide. Like all of that sewer stuff, they're talking about being underground rappers. It's a reference to being underground rappers. And I've talked about Lords of the Underground as well, who were very, very influential from a production standpoint, doing things that, that hadn't been seen before. You hear me talk about MF Doom all the time and, and Mad Villainy and, and Mad Lib. Um, so many artists that have done stuff. Uh, we, we talked earlier about, about Kendrick. And we talked about Kendrick and his new album coming out. And talk about the new Black Star album coming out. And I'm a little mad. I, I didn't reference it. We were talking about Kendrick. I'm a little mad at, at, at Black Star because I've been waiting for this album literally for 20 years. And after 20 years, I'm like, man, I moved on to some other stuff. So it better be really, really good because I've been waiting for this joint for a they long, long time. They only did one album together. And quit. And most Def kind of got into being a rock and roll dude. And Talib, now I've seen, I've seen Talib Kweli speak he does a really good job of uh, speaking on the the black power circuit. Mm-hmm. So he talks a lot. He's kind of like Dr. Umar. Yep. But he's not trying to scam you into to, <laughs> to, to giving charitable donations. But he goes and he talks a lot about, um, you know, what it's like to be a, a black man in America and, and building wealth. And I've had a chance to hear him speak quite a few times. He does. He does a phenomenal job. But. Him and most deaf, you know. Well, wait, like, why do you keep saying most deaf? He's most deaf to me. Is a rock star. Well, if like you, you heard, if you, you heard he his, his last album, you have, have you heard his last couple of albums before? I, he did albums that were kind of rock fusion based. I mean, he was still yeah, rapping. Okay, okay, all right. That, that's but, what you mean. You know, okay. the first Black on Both Sides is is just pure hardcore raucous records rap. You know, underground rap that that the stuff that I listen to. Then he's coming into where he's more singing. And he's more on some different stuff. It was still dope. And Common did it too. Common got into where he was trying to sing a little bit and do some other <laughs> stuff. And it was still dope. Like the Electric Circus album. Uh, yeah. That was a rock album. Yeah, okay. Now, I loved now, it. Now I understand what you're saying. I okay. thought it was phenomenal. But yeah. but obviously his his, his fans, his fans didn't like it. It didn't sell like um it didn't sell like like some of his other albums. That's why I talked about yeah, you know, I talked yeah, about yeah. Biggie. I said if Biggie had lived and he had put out another five or six albums, would he, would he have done rock albums with what? Because these artists, they, you know, just like you in your career, Isaac, you, you've you been a CEO at multiple plans. Now you're working on a different side of the table. Mm-hmm. You have aspirations to, to even do more things for your community and be a voice of healthcare reason for social determinants of health. So, I mean, you've been yeah, in I mean, healthcare they, for 25 years, but you've evolved in those 25 years yeah, into, so they, into different they things. They let their career evolve and move the same way we do. Right. It depends on the mood. It right. depends on what you're feeling. It right. depends on where you are in your life. Right. Yeah, I get that. It, it, I get exactly. That. But back to Bone. Bone <laughs> was so influential. 
and so different. And I still think to this day, I don't think anybody has come close to duplicating the type of stuff that they do. It's just really because they actually could kind of sing. Aren't they still making music? Though? They're still making music. That's amazing. They're still making music. I think they started just in the like, 90s. Just like they started in the 90s, just like any other group. They've had people that left the group and wanted to go solo and came back. They fought over money and stuff. Wu-Tang Clan, mm-hmm. they're always fighting over money. You know, I think when you're a kid and you're listening to to Bring the Ruckus, you don't realize that Wu-Tang Clan is splitting their money nine ways. Yeah, so that's I, that's I've not a sustainable that. no. <laughs> That's not a sustainable That's why business they made model. so many solo albums. You know, if you're if you're Ghostface and you're the front man or meth. I don't think you want to spend your money with you guys. I don't think that that makes a lot of sense that you guys get the same percentage of royalty that, that you're getting on, on a track. So people, I remember being heartbroken when P-Rock and CL Smooth broke up. Was that over money? As a kid. I think money. Ah. I think creative direction. P-Rock okay. wanted to do some, some more hardcore stuff, not mainstream stuff. Um, you know, Outkast broke up because, because Andre Three Stacks, he was going back to church. And, and trying to live right. And he wanted to get into that alternative rock stuff. Big Boy wanted to trap out. Tribe. You know, Tribe broke up. Tribe broke up. Fights fighting diabetes and that on dialysis. Hurt. And Q-Tip. I didn't know until the, the, documentary, the documentary that Q-Tip produced all their music. So I'm sure Q-Tip wanted a bigger cut because That's he produced all the music. I found out about that as well. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. And then I was I like, always man, Q-Tip's, thought it was the other guy. I thought it was Shaheed. I'm kind of like, what does Shaheed do? Thought, yeah. Well, see, maybe he's just there playing records. Like, it's, I thought that he produced the music. Yeah, so what did he do? I guess he was their DJ. He was on their on-site DJ. But when I, when I found out that Q-Tip produced Midnight Marauder, I was like, man, this guy's a genius. Like, we should think of him, like we think of Dr. Dre and some of these other great, Jay Dillon, some of these other yeah. great producers, like Q-Tip, has put out some amazing content. And there's a, there's a good document on Netflix called Hip Hop Evolution. Have you seen it? I've seen there's part a, of it. I didn't see the whole thing. great scene. They've got scenes, uh, uh, footage of Q-Tip going through old records at a record store. Yep, in, I saw in, that part. Uh, I know in, in New York, yeah, which is yeah, all, yeah, Digging into crates. Yeah. Going literally, through the crates, yep. Literally digging into crates. And um, creating one of the things I love about Hip Hop, Isaac, is that our people, we, you know, our people didn't learn how to play music. You, if you grow up in the hood, if you're from Queensbridge, mm-hmm. and I've been on a Biz Markey kick because it's a year since he passed away, hmm. and I've been on a Biz Markey kick, and you you see all the people that came out of like Queensbridge, like Roxanne, Roxanne, Biz Markey, Mob Deep, um, Cormega, that that whole group, Nas, I was gonna say all from Nas, Queensbridge, I sure. all from yeah. Queensbridge, which is a project in in New York and Queens. Yeah, what was it about those locations? that produced that much good music? I think it's the concept of poverty and just the desire. You know, Q-Tip talks about how they would make what were called pause tapes. And mm-hmm. like I was saying before, you know, you live in, you grew up in Queensbridge. You don't, you don't have somebody coming through teaching piano lessons. You don't have no piano. You don't have no keyboard. You know, mm-hmm. people are living hand to mouth. You know, people are barely surviving. So you have someone on a table downstairs, you know, making beats you know, doing that and somebody's beatboxing and somebody's rapping and the people that don't want to get into drugs and don't want to get into the streets, they're getting into music. Yeah. And Q-Tip talks about on the, on the, on the tribe documentary, how they would make these pause tapes and he's taking, he's basically looping. Like now you have an SP 1200 and you have an MPC that can loop a sample, Mm -hmm. but he's doing it the old school way. He's got the boom box where it's um, on one side, it's a tape and the other side you put your, your blank tape in. 
and he's doing the four bar loop and then he's pausing it. And then he's rewinding it, and then he's doing the four ball hoop, and he's pausing wow, it. And he's wow. making a whole tape of a beat over of a and sample over and over, over, and, over and over again until you have like ten minutes on on a track. They, they do that but with it's the a pause tape. Now. They do that with the, they do that with with Pro Tools and stuff like that. You can do it in in a, in a minute. But it just it shows about our culture, our people, the desire to to make something of substance, even though even though you don't have the materials. That's something about our culture mm-hmm. that I love. It's it's the same concept as. Hey, you give us the worst parts of the pig and mm-hmm. and, we're, and the and the and the and the and the cow, and we're gonna make beef ribs out of this. Yeah, you know it's not the prime meat. We're gonna make chitlins. Now I don't you know I don't care how how much culture it is. I'm not gonna eat chitlins, but uh, we find a way to take nothing and turn it into something. I think that hip hop is the epitome of that, and and I've really been on that kick, man. I've really been um, kind of going back into the roots and, and I mean, looking at. It speaks to the human capacity. It does. That that a human being, when faced with the ultimate, um, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of yep. needs, that you, you got to put food on the table. Yep. But if you reduce the options all the way down to selling drugs, working at McDonald's, right. or hip hop, right. they, they, they find one of those and they get extremely good at it. Well, I mean, it's just natural talent. I know you don't like love talking about Oakwood. I think just coming off of our homecoming, I've been talking about Oakwood homecoming. Oakwood has so much talent. I don't love that, talking about Oakwood. You don't love talking about Oakwood. That's what you, I you don't, you Oakwood don't made me. Oakwood. Oakwood made you. That's true. Oakwood made me. But it's just, you, you're always like, oh, you know, let's talk about something else. It's like, <laughs> nah, I don't, nah, I don't nah, know. nah. That's I don't, not Oakwood I don't, made I don't, I don't probe you on the history of that because it's none of my business. That's, but, that's um, my school. That is but my school. you would agree. And it's not just Oakwood because the people in WOL that listen in D.C., a lot of them went to Howard. A lot of them went to Morgan State. The people that listen to Nashville on the feed on WVOL, the Mighty 147, a lot of them went to Fisk. A lot of them went to TSU. There are people in Orlando that listen that went to Morehouse and some of the HBCUs further in the South. It's a very similar experience wherever you go. But there's Oakwood has an amazing plethora of uh, musical talent. Mm-hmm. And I've always felt that if Oakwood had chose to harness that musical talent, that they could have been Motown. Yeah, you got you got people. I can I go to Oakwood right now and find twenty people that can really sing and are really really talented, and it wouldn't take me that long to find them. I mean, there's the story of Take Six, how how Take Six became Take Six is there was it was five guys singing in a, in a bathroom, bathroom stall, yeah, and a sixth guy was in Who's there the using guy? the bathroom. Mervin, I think, no, I think guy? Mervin. I think that uh, that Kibble. Kibble okay. was the was the six, and he heard it. He's like, "Oh, I can sing the top," and he just he just joined Boom. them. People just singing in the bathroom. This guy's going to the bathroom to use the bathroom, heading into a, a concert or something like that. And I he mean, hears them singing, and he just he just walks up on them and starts singing first tenor. The the amazing thing about Oakwood is, although we were forced to attend these events we were. every Friday night, very much forced, and every Saturday afternoon, we were in a church service, and it was the the quality of music was like album work it's phenomenal i mean it, it could have been recorded and sold it's phenomenal. The quality of music that we heard on a weekly basis twice right friday night constant sabbath morning no concert material uh stuff. uh audio i got a radio teaser for you i'm gonna bring isaac back i'm gonna ask him about the about the nba playoffs and we're gonna continue our series on black men's health we have some fantastic people coming in but i gotta i gotta ask him about the nba playoffs because i've seen some interesting trends and curious about his thoughts we'll be back more to lance j show after these messages you are listening to the lance j radio network
when I'm not doing the health cast, I consult for many startups and ACOs who are new to the healthcare business. Episource serves Medicare, commercial, and Medicaid plans with an experienced risk adjustment team that cares about results and building partnerships. With the largest health plans and healthcare organizations as clients, Episource aims to obtain the best medical chart retrieval rates, the highest coding accuracy, and the maximum level of project satisfaction. For information on Episource, go to www.episource.com and fill out one of their contact forms to request a demonstration. Black women are fierce, brilliant, courageous, dope. Black women are making a difference, making history, and changing the world. I think about all of the Black women who have showed up to fight for justice. We are starting to finally accept all the skills and talents a woman can bring to the table. Urban One, thank you. This one is so special. The Cook's Nook, Mosaic Meals, and Mosaic Meals to go because everyone deserves a delicious, nutritious meal. We're a purpose-driven food and nutrition services group created to help organizations and their clients make meaningful improvements and advancements toward equitable access to proper nutrition and food security within their diverse communities. Contact us today to learn more about our nutritious, delicious Mosaic Meals at 512-710-6665 or online at mosaic at mosaicmeals.com. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. This man was on the track with LL, with LL and, and, and Big Smiles. That's, that's a legacy. That's hip hop history right there. I should change it to the Rampage show. James Lewis. I'm not going to do that though. You crazy. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.